Welcome guys to the Trying Podcast. My name is Nanini and on this podcast I'll be sharing with you the steps that I'll be taking to try and get over my fears and get out of my comfort zone. Ever since I can remember, I've always been aware of the complexity of my mind. To try and find the words to explain what all this was, young Nanini, by the help of the cartoons she watched, chose to define it as the angel and the devil in her mind, not on her shoulder as she saw on the cartoons. I'm grown now and still fighting this endless battle in my mind. This time around, I decided to record some of these fights. Some might make it as published episodes, um, while some will remain private. So here goes. Um, it's, um, I wanted to just start, but let me just say the date. It's December 10th on a Friday, 2021. <laughs> Sometimes I forget and say 2019. Wow. Aya, so I'm just from YouTube and I'm listening to another teacher, preacher. I'm not sure how they identify. Maybe preacher. Same thing to me anyway. So um, I, I was just listening to them talk about acts and the book of Acts, and then Peter, after now they have received the Holy Spirit, and then Peter is just from preaching like this long hour sermon to these people, and then like the 3,000 plus people get saved, like, you know, they they receive Jesus as their Messiah. So anyway, I'm listening to that, he's preaching, and then this thought comes to mind, because this guy says, yeah, can you imagine, you guys, the people we killed, like, I mean, he's putting in the, himself in the shoes of these guys. And then they're like, yo, we just killed the Messiah. The guy from Nazareth, the one we crucified, he's actually the Messiah. Look, the tomb is empty. All that, you know, he has resurrected. And we can't see him. Like, people then started seeing Jesus. Anyway, Jesus started appearing to guys. <laughs> the entire thing that I'm trying to say right now is, I thought, like, can you imagine how... This word, the word that's coming to mind is like gut-wrenching. Like how painfully broken we would feel. By we, I mean like say as a human race. And people have felt this, but I'm just saying if I was in their shoes, the Jewish, the Jewish people of the times when Jesus was crucified, these people, they are a group of people, a community that since the beginning of their, their patriarchs, Kina Abraham their, and Jacob, aka Israel, since, since the beginning of their community, their people, the descendants of Abraham, since their beginning, they have been waiting. I mean, it's a human race. Yes. The human race has been waiting for a Messiah, for a savior from sin. But I'm being specific because I'm narrowing down on the, the Bible story that has been following this specific group of people. Can you imagine how, even, it's coming to mind right now, no wonder Judas, like, killed himself. I'm not saying that's a, like, like, like that's the right thing to do. I'm just saying, can you imagine your people from your ancestors to your ancestors to your way back ancestors from the beginning of time 
of your people, you have been waiting for this Messiah. You have been waiting. Your kings, some of your kings would prophesy and there would be even prophecies by prophets over and over again, over 400 years and then like over and over again. God is showing himself strong in your lives. You can see him. He is, he is um, revealing himself to you guys so clearly. There's no way you can say there's no God. You know that the God of the earth, the creator exists. And this God has promised a new covenant. A covenant where there will be a Messiah and your kingdom will be a new kingdom. Like all this I don't want to just say call them promises, but all this prophecy, <laughs> this light at the end of the tunnel that you've been looking towards, like your, and it's what you tell your children. Don't worry, even if you're slaves, even if you're living in your land and you're tilling your land in Israel or in the land of Judah, all these places where the Israelites are, even those who have moved to Egypt and to Turkey and to Russia, all those places, China, everywhere, Asia, like the whole entire Asia, wherever you are, you're still holding on to a Messiah. I mean, some, of course, even the Bible tells, like some Jewish people just let go of their culture and started worshiping other gods, right? Because generation, even a generation, there are even these other generations that I think it's after they have gotten to Canaan, the promised land, after the generation that believed in God and that walked, Nini, that got into Canaan after they went through the wilderness. You know, there was a generation that died and then there's now these children that go in there. After now them, they have died. There are these other new generation that don't believe in God, you know. And I see that happening even in in my lifetime it doesn't have to be like 400 years because how culture changes so fast and with this world becoming so global and the global world becoming so small <laughs> like that to just villages around the world i mean so my point is i see how it's so easy for what my parents believed. Pause. Okay. So, how was I? <laughs> okay. So, I can see it. Like, my grandparents, all of them, believed in God. Jesus. Right? Um, I'm not sure about their grandparents, but... Like, their parents, or their even their grandparents, but my grandparents... Who are still alive. Yeah, they're still alive. My grandpa is the one who has passed away. So. It's so obvious that now the culture, even in my country. There are some, some people and it's a growing majority who are now not believing in God, not even Jesus, let alone Jesus, let alone Christianity, just God. 
you know and then below that is like yeah christianity is just a it's a thing it's a it's not real i mean it's not real reading the bible even though there's like translations in my language but still there now there's that and then now there my point is i can see it happening so even when i read it in the bible and see like these generation did not know god i get that because i can see it so my point is god would reveal himself again and prove himself and show not that god has to but as human beings we we have and i think god already knew i don't even think he says it in in genesis after the flood before and after he sees like human beings our hearts have become so hard and so sinful full of hate and even after the flood he says it's still the same it's still the same so this jewish group of people who generation after generation god would still um like show mercy to them because the plan is through you guys i'm going to sh- to bring salvation to the entire world through you because it's not only you the goal is the world you know and the starting point is you guys quote unquote starting point because it started way back in genesis with eve but anyway so i thought of that i thought of can you imagine this group of people who generation after generation centuries after centuries millennia after millennia they finally finally um i mean people people of course because we are told like jesus was not the only one who was claiming to be the messiah even the bible says that in the new testament there are other people who were claiming right so <clears throat> so they have this they have, it's like they have become so you know like how a sh- blunt they have become blunt like when a shape when, when a knife is no longer sharp they have become like they they have gotten so used to even pain um not having power they have just gotten so used to the the norm the current norm that even when the promised messiah comes and tells them that i am he and performs signs that they have never seen before signs that have never happened before in human lifetime <laughs> like the human race like then this guy we can clearly see something is happening and he's not a magician because even most of them were saying you're probably demon possessed but then they would even say like i i mean i can say that he's demon possessed but look at what he's doing even is even the messiah that we are waiting for going to be able to do these signs the signs that jesus was doing were were and still are so out of this world to just speak a word and somebody sees somebody who was born blind and now they can see just because you've spoken 
a word it's not a surgery it's not a um like an eye correction or whatever like these glasses or whatever you've just spoken you're touching him and you're you're 12 year old not 12 year old you're touching him and you're 12 year blood body blood issue is is healed somebody is dead has been dead for days and jesus just speaks the word calls him out and he walks out <laughs> my point is even jesus himself said even if you don't believe in me and this human standing in front of you talking at least believe in the signs i'm doing <laughs> even the signs testify that I am from God, that I am the son of God, at least believe in the signs. Meaning that the signs, even the Bible says, like the, the disciples who wrote this, the Gospels would say like, that Jesus performed and said so many miraculous things, performed so many signs that they couldn't even fit in books, even, even if we decided to write the books in our lifetimes. So my point is, they had no excuse. But now here's the thing that where my mind has gone. But even with the signs, Jesus even said, like, you're asking for a sign. I've done all these things and you're still asking for a sign. You're, uh, you wicked and something generation. I don't remember the other thing. Wicked generation. You're not the only you're not going to get a sign. The only sign you're going to get is the sign of Jonah. And Jonah is this prophet who was rebellious against God. Um, I don't know if he was always rebellious, but there's this one instance where we see like him not obeying God. But there are these other times that he also prophesied what God told him to do. So um, probably it's this one time. I don't know. So Jonah, God tells Jonah to go and tell the people of Nineveh to repent, you know, of, because God sees them, the inhumane things that they're doing. And they should repent or God will punish them. And so Jonah is like, no, no, no. People like that don't deserve, they deserve your punishment, God. I'm not, I'm not going to be the one, the one Jewish prophet, prophet who's going to go tell AKA Hitler, God is telling you to repent. No, no, I'm not going to be that guy. No, Hitler deserves to die. No, no, God, don't send me. I'm not the one. I'm not your guy. Nope. Nope. And God is like, you're actually going to go. No, you must. Jonah is like, nope. And he hides and, and, and gets on a boat that is going way off opposite to where he's supposed to be going. And of course, God is seeing him. Duh. But Jonah is like, I'm not going to do this, God. No, no. There's no way Hitler deserves to live. There's no way these people who did this, who are still doing this, deserve to live. The people who come and massacre our entire, like, women and children and kill our men. No. No. God, they don't deserve your mercy. They don't. So I'm not going to prophesy to them. I'm not going to tell them to repent. Because I know if they do repent, actually you're going to live up to your word because you're merciful and compassionate and you're going to forgive them. So no, God, no. No, I know your character. No, I'm not going to. And Jonah refuses. So anyway, long story short, 
In this boat that Jonah gets into, there's a storm that happens in the sea. And there are these men who are like, what's happening? This is, this is not normal. This storm is not normal. What's happening? And they wake up Jonah. They, because then they're praying to their gods. And they wake up Jonah. Yo, can't you see what's happening? Can you pray to your God at least so that we don't die? Something is happening and we're going to die here. And Jonah is like, yo, my guys. I, I think they cast a lot. And then Jonah is the one who lost the lot. Like it fell on Jonah. The lot fell on Jonah. And then Jonah finally um, in Itwaje, um, confessed like, yo, this is all because of me. Yeah, this is my God. I am a Hebrew. Um, I serve the true living God. And he's the one who has been asking me to do this and I'm not doing it and I'm, I'm disobeying. That's why this is happening. So what you guys, what you guys are going to do, just throw me off overboard. Throw me overboard and all this will stop. So these guys are like, what? Why would you not even? If your God is capable of doing this, what makes you think that he wouldn't find you? I'm paraphrasing. So these guys say like, no, no, there's probably a better option. We're not going to kill you. What? You're asking us to kill you? Are you nuts? No. So they try to row the boat and try to throw things overboard like the, the, um, the cargo that they were carrying so that the boat does not like capsize or whatever. But no, it doesn't work. So they are like, okay, are you sure? Throw you overboard, it will stop. Jonah is like, yeah, okay. So they throw Jonah overboard and into the sea. And Jonah is drowning there into the sea. And the sea stopped. The storm stopped. And these people started, the, the sailors now, they were like, oh my gosh, this is a true living God. Yo, yo, listen, the sea has stopped. Look. And they started believing in God, Yahweh. So anyway, Jonah is this guy drowning into the sea, swimming way deep, 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 deep. And then God sends a big fish and that swallows Jonah. And so Jonah is in this fish for three days. Now, this is the sign Jesus was talking about. Jonah has been thrown to his death. He's swallowed by a fish for three days and three nights. Now, while in, I'm going to fast forward, while in the big fish's stomach or wherever Jonah was, I think it was stomach somewhere there. My, my point is he's, he's in the fish, <laughs> whether in the mouth, whether in the stomach, wherever he's in the fish. So he starts praising God and asking and repenting and saying, you know, um, you've, you've saved me even when I disobey all that. I, I don't exactly remember his poet poem. Um, stroke prayer that he sings and prays to God. So he he has this monologue that he has with himself and God. And God doesn't speak, he's just Jonah speaking. So then after the three days, God orders the fish to spit out Jonah and he spit out at the shoreline of this place where he's supposed to go. So eventually God is like, um, whether you like it or not, Jonah, you're going to do this. So... And of course, his, his heart is repentant, as you can see from the Rini. But so Jonah, he's like, okay, fine, I'm going to send this message. And the, and what Jonah does for like, I think three days, he also goes around the city. Like the city is that long. He like walks around it for three days. And the only thing he's saying is like saying three words. I think repent and repent or I don't remember. But Jonah would say like these three things, repent something very short <laughs> i mean god has taken like you have gone through all this mess trying to run away and then god 
forgiving you and not letting you die and then saving you and then now giving you a chance to repent and you have repented and now he has given you another chance now and all that you're just going to say like three sentences or like three words i'm not sure like it was very brief so anyway jonah does that and the people repent even the cows and the goats and the people when the king you know they wear sackcloth and they apply themselves ash and whatever like that's the, how the people repented at the time you know they're like a mom anyway so they repent and god forgives them and so jonah doesn't know yet that god has forgiven this guy so after preaching to them and 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 warning them he goes out to outside the, the city <laughs> sits on a, like finds shade and then sits down and looks at the city it's he's like he's waiting for like fire to like come from down from heaven and like consume these people so it's so interesting i'm just going to pause there if anyone is interested you can do continue i don't even know. I think i'll post this to anyone but anyway my point is jonah the book is jonah in the hebrew bible the old testament very short very very short book can be read in like 20 minutes so that's the sign jesus was talking about the only sign you're going to see is a sign of Jonah. Three days and three nights, I'm going to go to the realm of the dead. I'm going to die, go to Hades, and I'm going to resurrect, you know? And that will be your sign. So my point is, these people have been waiting for the light at the end of the tunnel. Generation to the generation, generation to generation, they have been waiting. And the light comes, because even Jesus calls himself the light. The light comes, and they don't recognize the light. The light comes, and they kill the light. All your hopes and your dreams are placed like on a silver platter. <laughs> on a table in front of you, maybe even an entire room is filled with everything you, you would want. Or even an entire stadium. Whatever. You have everything you are asking for. You are waiting for. And you burn it. That entire stadium. You burn the entire. You, you smash the place. You anguish every single food on the table. You kill your messiah. My point is. Can you imagine when that. If I was living at that time. And it hit me. I mean, that's, I'm going to talk about me and my and my current time now. And it, it usually sometimes hits me. But I'm trying to put myself in their shoes. I can't. There's no way. But I'm just trying to see if I was at that period of time. And I am the one, I'm one of the people. Maybe even I was quiet. Maybe even I didn't participate in any way. I was like, oh, such a, just, just another teacher claiming to be whatever. So, duh. And I'm, I don't even care about this Jesus, Yeshua. Or even I am one of those people who are like following Jesus and then cursing him out, calling him demon possessed. Say, you, yeah, you see, you're crucified now. Save yourself. One of those people mocking Jesus while he's crucified on the cross. And then it hits me and he's resurrected. The tomb is empty. All these prophecies, they're lining up. Some prophecies are lining up. And then Jesus appears to so many people and I see him. And it hits me. Oh my God. I killed 
the Messiah. Now, what I thought about was like, wait, wait. Did God, like all this is happening. So as I'm just explaining this, immediately I'm, it's like I, I am asking myself a question. I have a sort of an answer to that question, but then that question leads to another question. So I'm just going to like slow motion my way into my like my thought process. So the first slow motion wave was like, wait, what if they did not kill Jesus? And I'm like, no. <laughs> what human race? That will be like us imagining an alien. That would be an alien race. Not the human race that, that we know. That is an alien race. One that does, does not kill kill the truth. A race that does not kill. A race that does not kill. Human race, we kill. That's like our thing. We just kill. Even we're killing our planet. Killing lives. We're killing children. Killing lives. That's us. So even the mindset of like, there's a probable, I'm sure there would be a probable chance that they wouldn't. Like there's this other timeline that I'm so sure would have existed where they wouldn't have killed Jesus. And I'm like, are you, are you serious? <laughs> Nanini, that's, there's no way. There's no way that would have been there because from the very beginning, humans were corrupted by their own desires and the evil of this world, the devil. And the contract that we signed just made us rotten from the very beginning. Once we initiated that contract, we were rotten. We were rotten. So that there was no this one chance at where we couldn't have killed Jesus. So that's off the table. Okay. I'm like, okay. So, so, okay, fine, fine, fine. These people who are waiting for this Messiah, they kill the Messiah. What if Jesus had not raised from the dead? <laughs> no, these are the, this, I'm slow motioning. I'm like slowing down through my thought process. What if Jesus had not raised from the dead? And then I'm like, wait, okay, okay. In this questioning that I'm asking myself, in this question, whatever, this question, whatever I'm, I'm throwing to myself, I should also have in mind that God exists. If I'm asking a question in the context of the Jewish people, you know, and in context of the history that happened to them, in, that is documented in the Bible of this Messiah that came and they killed that I should have the same context that this Messiah was calling himself God, the son of God, calling himself the only way to God, calling himself one with the father, calling himself um, the son of man, you know, the offspring of David. So there was a claim this Messiah was, was saying in history. Okay, pause there. Again, if I'm asking myself, I, the context should be they believed in the God of Israel, the one true living God. And that God from this story and their history that is documented in this book, the books, their history books, you know? Um, okay, they were not necessarily their history books, but they were documented. So the the history that they have, they have this relationship with this God who 
who reveals himself to them. So in my questioning, and I ask myself, when I ask myself, what if Jesus did not resurrect? That means God would have had a hand in that as well. So then that took me back like, whoa, does that mean? Already when I, when I asked myself, does that mean? The answer was yes. <laughs> like I just said yes. But then now this is the question. Does that mean that even from the beginning of the creation of mankind, God already knew what would happen? And he took the chance on us and he said there is a re- these people I want to create this person, this human being, this creature called the human being in my image. And in and since God is the is the God, the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, He knows everything, the future, the past. He can He is everywhere at the same time. He He knows every single detail. So that God, that means when I read in Genesis, God saying, let us make man into our own image. God already knew that this man would disobey me. This man would, would kill this man. God already knew. And God already knew that, that I would have to save them. And how I would save them? Because this man's heart is so dark, has become so dark. They're still going to kill me. But since the goal here is to save them and to unite them with myself, I am going to have to resurrect. I'm going to resurrect to show them that I am the God who loves them so much as to die for them and to resurrect, not just to die so that I can say, you see, you see, I gave you the chance. Now you killed me. You had the chance. You had the chance. You killed. You killed your one and only chance. Pieces, deuces. I've done everything for you. Do- no, this is a God who chases after his people. That means he's the same God in the very beginning who knew that this is a risk. And he's, he knew that this is a risk worth taking. I was a risk worth. <laughs> oh, this is so emotional. I was a risk worth taking. God knew that God knew that June would exist, would be born in 1994 in Kenya. And this is her family. These are the friends. These are the people she will encounter. This is what's going to happen in her life. And this is how I'm going to reveal myself to her. And I'm still going to continue chasing her. Whether she loses sight of my love for her, I'm still going to be there. Whether she's depressed, I'm still there. This is a God who saw that I am worth the risk. As in, these are the times that it hits me. It hits me that the creator of this earth actually came into my world to save me. <laughs> what? My God. It, and I don't know what to do. 
I don't know. And he has made it so easy when I don't know. He tells me all you have to do, June, is to believe. He has not told me, oh yeah, you have to go back and study every single Jewish text that has been written and study all the prophecies and understand every single Jewish and Hebrew and Greek and whatever so that you believe, so that now you're saved. Jesus said, I will go through hell for you. And all you have to do is believe. And that's not hard to do. Can I be honest? It's not hard to do. I've grown up with these cartoons and the Disney movies and all these romantic comedies. It's in us as human beings to believe. We just choose what to believe. No human being is a life that has no belief. Like There's no human being that exists that does not believe in anything. It's in us to believe. It's in me. So I can't... God has made it so... Like the bare minimum. The bare minimum. You don't even have to go to church, Nanini. That's not a rule. You don't even have to. It's good. It's good. It's good. And the more you know me, the more you want to associate with the with people who are in... You're the same body that you're in and the, how you're, that's, you're going to grow. And yes, you're going to fall out with some people, but then that's the human world where you live, but we are still growing. We are building this body brick by brick, but understand that this is not new to me. I already knew this would happen. I already knew that. And I've, I've planned out, like I have everything planned out. <laughs> it's not that it's catching me off guard. I am a God who is emotional. I might get angry, but I am slow to anger. That's one of the things that God um, told Moses when he passed by, when his glory passed by him on Mount Sinai before Moses and he proclaimed his name. He said he's slow to anger. It becomes so... I wanted to say Meta and then I've remembered like Facebook's new name is Meta and I'm like, okay, the Metaverse and all that. But, but it's still the same name. It's so out of this reality. Like it's the fact that God died for me and he said, I'm not going to hold you accountable to my death. I'm not going to hold you accountable to me because you killed me. The human race killed me, but I'm, that's why I came here so that I can resurrect for you guys. You killed me, but it was still in the plan. I knew, I knew that, I knew that you would not accept me. And the only way for us to build this relationship was for me to come down and be in you. Oh my gosh. God doesn't tell me to believe in a round world. Whether the earth was round or whether there were 10 earths that looks the same. Whether there, It's me he's talking to. Not an alien in the moon or an alien in the waters or my next door neighbor. 
He's speaking to me. And God tells me that he will, it's me. I, I am, I am a life that's separate from any other person. And all I have to do is believe. As in, well, that's my morning. It's so insane. It's crazy. It's crazy. And I think that's why Jesus tells us to not judge by appearance because we never know what's happening in somebody's heart. We don't know what he's doing in somebody's heart. We don't know. We don't know. My life belongs to God, not to another human being. So God knows what's happening in my heart. And it's so hard. It's so hard to be in this world, this culture, this time. But also realize the truth that I have a choice to make every single day. And God tells me, June, as long as you believe, as long as you believe that I came down and died for you. And even if you killed me, I resurrected for you. And you don't even have to speak. Just cry out in your heart and I'm here. Just whisper and I'm here. So I think that's why I'm saying, even though I can't put myself in the Israelites' shoes, sometimes it hits me so hard. The reality hits me so hard that even now, I realize that I have a choice. The same way they had a choice to believe in the risen Messiah that they had killed. Or to not believe because... It, the facts were so obvious. It was a choice. I realized that the facts are so obvious. That I have a choice. To either believe Jesus is dead. He's just a human being that lived and died. But even with the facts. Even with his voice speaking. I can either choose to ignore it. Or just accept and believe. <laughs> Imagine it's just believing. And it's not a fairy tale like Disney. This is this is reality. Oh my gosh, I haven't even finished my bread.
the creator of heaven and earth, knew that even when he was creating the human beings, it was a risk worth taking. You demand for a sign. But the only sign that you're going to get is the sign of Jonah. And that's what I have. That's the sign I have. The sign of Jonah. Okay. Bye. Oh, I think I should pray. God, thank you for thinking about me. Thank you for, thank you because to you I was a risk worth taking. I know. I forget or even I ignore that you're speaking and sometimes the things you want me to do are hard but you're with me and you just want me to believe believe that you are the powerful God who is able to do what needs to be done in my life. No wonder you tell us, like you're telling me like, do not fear in the Bible. Do not be afraid. Be confident because you're with me. Like I know it's obvious. I get that now and I forget sometimes, but Holy Spirit, you're here to remind me even when I forget. Because I'm, I'm still a human being. In this world. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for your love. In Jesus' name I pray, trusting and believing. Amen. This is a battle I'm constantly fighting. But I'm not alone. I have a helper who will never leave me. So all I have to do now is keep trying. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. Hopefully you'll be joining me every Tuesday for new episodes of the Trying Podcast. Stay safe, guys. Bye.